0: hi one of the good Noise podcast here with Bridget Mina we're gonna ask you some questions today I'm gonna to start so what inspired you to start making music
1: yeah so I've been writing songs um, since I was in high school and songwriting for me has just kind of always been the thing I turn to to express my emotions um, to kind of process what I'm going through I was really growing up as a kid and so songwriting was kind of The way i was able to express myself without feeling pressured to be a certain way or or to be somebody that i didn't know um i could be so that's kind of how i got started with with music
2: okay Okay. so congrats on your newest release element how do you feel about the response you've gotten to it uh gotten from it so far from people you've shown it to
1: yeah so it actually comes out um on august 21st Mm -hmm. um and i'm really excited about it um so far um the response i've gotten from um, some friends who have listened to it is um that it's a lot different from what i've put out before um i put out my first record um in 2018 maslow and that record was like very sad (laughs) and very dark um and so I mean, this record is still, you know, emotional and things like that. But I would say um, it's not as, like, um, super, like, heart-wrenching or anything. Um, so it, it's more about kind of, like, the changes I've experienced in the past couple years. So it's definitely, you know, going to be, it's definitely different. Um, and that's kind of the consensus I've gotten from everyone.
2: Okay. okay. I'm right. so
1: happy to hear that.
0: Uh, so is there any backstory behind the album name element?
1: Yeah, so basically, this album, um, back in 2018, when I started writing it, um, I made it a goal to kind of write a song once a month for a year. um, And that kind of stemmed from a big writer's block I had gone through after I released my first album, Maslow. Um, And so when I was coming up with the title for Elements, um, the album, I was kind of stuck in this mindset of, like, time. Mm-hmm. And I was actually gonna name it um, like Revolution, Ooh. but um, to kind of like you know talk about like the revolution of the sun and things like that. But um, it like d- it didn't really seem to fit Revolution. It seemed more of like a battle to me, mm-hmm. and the album doesn't really represent that at all. Um, so I kind of just like started writing down some of the lyrics and like um, you know and all the songs, and I noticed this like common trend of um, all-, all these nature elements and how like a lot of the songs kind of alluded to this very um nature feel and um they all sort of had to do with like the elements of matter like earth wind fire and um water so then i was like okay i think that fits a lot better than calling it revolution (laughs) because you know although it, it talks about like my journey through um a year it it was more about like my connection with the earth rather than Mm -hmm. necessarily like time. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it fits. It definitely fits the entire (laughs) vibe of it. I love it. So what was your writing process like for this record?
1: Yeah, so this was completely new for me um, and a task that I just kind of challenged myself to. Normally I have to be like in a really dark or emotional mindset to write a song Um, but I just got so tired of like nothing coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm just like, whatever I'm experiencing that month, I'm just literally going to write about it. Um, so that's kind of what the process was like. Um, and so if I had like nothing emotional necessarily going on that month, I just kind of wrote about what else I was experiencing. Um, so it was a lot different for me because like I said, normally I wait you know, until I'm feeling like really upset about something, to really sit down with a song. Um, so this was really, you know, in a way, fun for me because I started writing about things that I've never really written about before.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah, that's well, good that you didn't have to wait until you were feeling like down to do it. I know. So that's really good. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so at least according to Spotify, you dropped all your singles in 2019 is there any reason why there was like a year delay between the last single and then the album?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I had planned to only do an EP last year. Um, And so those three singles were going to be on the EP. It was going to be like a six song EP, which I was going to last year. But then I started really feeling like I wanted to do a full album. Um, The whole like one song a month thing started to work really well. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I just kind of want to finish like this goal I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with everything going on, I really like time wise was like, "Ugh, this is going to be weird to release it like so much later <laughs> than the singles. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. Like I just have all these songs I want to get out and I don't want to wait again to release the other ones because mm-hmm. I just enjoy them so much. So that's why there's like such a delay Um, And then, of course, with coronavirus, you know, it kind of hindered like my plan. I plan to release it actually a little bit sooner. But with coronavirus kind of, you know, getting in the way, I just I had to wait a few months until I felt like it was a better time.
2: Okay, Okay. that's valid. So you mentioned your headspace while writing songs used to be you have to wait until you're in a darker place. But for this album, considering you had to change that up, where was your headspace overall? writing this album
1: yeah so i mean this album is mostly influenced by like my personal romantic relationship i was in at the time um and my family and my friends um i I just kind of you know the processes going through um and the changes this album is all about change and Mm -hmm. being with who you are and you know you receive so much different advice from people whether it's negative or positive and this album is just kind of more reflective on being an individual and being okay with who you are and not really being stuck in like a status quo mindset um and so that's kind of kind of how this album um evolved over the course of time. Mm
0: Um, so are there any band or artist influences that you think you can hear on this album?
1: Yeah, um, well, funny enough, a a lot of my music's been compared to Paramore, Mm -hmm. like early Paramore, not Mm -hmm. (laughs) Paramore, but, um, I never saw it until, I guess, recently, um, I didn't really grow up listening to Paramore, um, I think they're awesome, but I just, I just really didn't grow up listening to them, um recently I've gotten a lot of like Phoebe Bridgers references, Mm -hmm. um, which I discovered her maybe like five years ago on a, on a Spotify playlist, actually Um, her song killer came up in just like one of the Spotify radios. Um, And I would say like, I'm definitely influenced by um, her writing style. She kind of writes from a darker place as well. Um, And then I, It's been one of my favorite bands. Um, Sherry uh, Dupree is actually featured on one of the singles that I put out last year. So that was really cool because she's like my idol. And um, to have
2: a collaboration with her was really amazing. Yeah. The Paramore thing. I hear when I was talking to Shane about the album because we got the chance to listen to it. Mm -hmm. I was like, bro, they sound like Hayley. Like your oh, voice really? just, yeah, it was weird because I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's so cool. So I get what they're talking about, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I think, I think like my, my style and the way I sing, I can definitely see the resemblance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. Um, and I mean, they're amazing. So to get that reference is, yeah. is awesome. <laughs> no shame in that. Mm-hmm, so definitely.
0: Y- you mentioned this collaboration that you did. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that happened? Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, Sherry and her husband, Max, had released a Kickstarter campaign, I think at the end of 2018. Yeah, because I released it in 2019. Um, and one of the like awards that you could donate to was um, to have a uh, their voice featured on one of your songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, this is it for me. Like, I'm going to do this. Um, so, um, I contributed to the campaign and was able to get that, um, award. Um, and so it was a lot of me figuring out what song was going to be best. Um, because at the time I just started writing the album, so I didn't have many song choices to choose from. I had like three (laughs) choices and one of them I had like already recorded. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to have to go back and re-record that song. So I literally had two choices. Um, and basically, the deal was they were just going to kind of, you know, you tell them this is a section you want them to sing on. And they were just going to kind of come up with what um, ideas they had. Mm-hmm. And I had actually had, um, so she sang on the bridge, and then she sang at the end of the song as well. And I had already kind of had the lyric ideas written out. Um, so I asked if she'd be OK with kind of going with those, but then adding like her own flavor. Um, yeah. So it was really it was really awesome getting to connect with her um, and then, you know, kind of see that song come to life. And I feel like her voice and the style that she put on that song really made it fit. Because the um, there's already a lot of harmony on the song and having her come in was just um, really suiting
2: for it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy you got that opportunity. That's such a that's sick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So how did you choose the opener and closer for the album? Did you write it to be that way or did you just kind of shuffle it around and say this sounds better, this flows better?
1: Um, Yeah, it was more of – I played with like several different album orders Um, and Histrionic, the the first track that you'll hear on the album, is the first single I put out last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's just like a great opener. It's got a lot of energy. Um, And so – and I I feel like it it goes well with – Music I put out on my first album. Um, So I chose that as the first one. And then Anthem, the last song on the album, is acoustic. It's just my vocals and piano. It's really raw. There's no harmony on it, Um, which I struggled with because I love harmony. (laughs) And sometimes I maybe do too much harmony. um, But I was like, (laughs) I know, right? But I was like, okay, no harmony on this song. I just want it to be like just piano. Anthem's just all about like, it's literally like being your own anthem, like living your life the way that you feel um, you live it the best and Mm -hmm. listening to yourself. And I feel like that really encompassed the message of this album Um, and, you know, just the raw nature of it, just leaving this kind of message of hope at the end. So that's kind of why I chose that one to go last.
0: Okay. Wow. Um, So where do you see the project in the next five years?
1: Well, hopefully we can start playing shows again. That'd be good. Yeah, I had this whole plan for this basically like album release show in September. But I just found out that got canceled um, because the venue is still closed. Um, Here in Dallas, basically all bars, all venues are closed and, you know, indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, hopefully next year we can come out strong and, and start playing shows. I'd really like to plan a tour next year. Um, you know, it's just kind of hard to, to gauge that right now. Um, but that's kind of like my next goal is, is to start planning a tour once we're able to, to really get the music out there
2: to people who have not heard of me before, um, and, you know, share with everybody. Mm-hmm. For your album release, have you considered doing a live stream performance because all the venues are closed and you can't tour, but have you considered doing a live stream? I have, um,
1: I just, I don't know, I, I actually talked about it with my band a couple weeks ago about kind of like our next steps since all of our shows for the fall have been canceled. Um, I just feel like you have to have the right platform for it. Mm-hmm. I, I know everybody's doing it right now. So like you have to be strategic about the way you're you're going about doing it. I know yeah. right now, actually, what's really um, trendy right now are the drive-in concerts. Yeah. I've seen a lot of those pop up. Um, especially over Dallas and Fort Worth so I feel like that's something I'm more interested in getting set up on is some kind of drive-in concert because just like with the whole live music experience I don't know just not being there with the audience in some capacity is is hard for me um yeah but we're definitely looking at uh, doing some kind of um some kind of concert whether it's like a, a recorded video or something to have um a way to get you know us actually playing out there
2: okay. okay yeah that's completely valid i get that so for the last couple of questions we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row so <laughs> if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink pretty dark just um, a little
0: yeah
1: <laughs> well i love asian food um mm-hmm. yeah i i love all food actually there's like not <laughs> not doing things i don't like but um I'd have to say it's a hard tie between sushi um, and just, like, a good pad tie. All right. Um, Yeah. And then for a drink, um, I'm a coffee fanatic. Love coffee. So I feel like a good um, Thai coffee would be good as well.
0: (laughs) All right.
2: Solid. Good choices. Uh,
0: So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live?
2: Um
1: let's see. Well, actually, when quarantine um, started, um, my roommates and I at the time started watching all the Star Wars movies. And I know some people are probably going to kill me, but I have never seen Star Wars until this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was never into them. And I had this like, I don't know, negative connotation with them. I just like thought they were cheesy. So I just never spent time watching them. And then I was like hooked immediately. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. Because I mean, now I was like, Oh, remember when you said like, you didn't want to watch these. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say star Wars. I mean, going to space would be
2: awesome. So definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd say star Wars. All right. Jedi or Sith though. Jedi. Jedi. All right. All right. <laughs> I can respect that. I can respect that. <laughs> so I have the honor of asking the last question and every single person we've spoken to have said it's the most important question. What's your favorite color?
1: Yeah, so when I was growing up, I'd say turquoise, like all the way. Mm-hmm. But I feel now it's more like earthy tones, like Ooh. deeper blue greens. Which yeah. I mean, you'll actually see on the album art. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like those darker colors on. Um, and I, I also love fall. It's like my favorite season. So any colors that go with the fall as well. So I guess Ooh. not one color. <laughs> I don't know. Like a color palette. Yeah. I get it.
0: I get it. Yeah. All right. uh, so as Corey said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug?
1: Yeah. Um, my album is out August 21st. Um, you can check it out on all streaming platforms. Um, you can also visit my website, BridgetMina.com, Facebook, Instagram, Bridget Mina music, and hope you guys enjoy the album.
0: All right. Well, uh, thank you for sitting down with us. This is been Bridget Mina, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.